<laughs> that was such a buildup. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Conspiracy Build. I'm your, go ahead. I don't know what's going on. I just realized that I was over here hitting buttons and like other stuff was on the screen when I thought it was our countdown thing. And then, yeah, so it's, you know, it is. This is what happens when you get us together live in the same room, guys. For the first time, PJ Williams and Abby Libby are actually set up in the same place how you doing abby i am i am so good if i look <laughs> off camera here it's it's because i'm yeah it's because that's where he well, is it's where, yeah we're talking to each other face but to face it's different it's, it's weird it's insane so this is what what episode of episode 18 of conspiracy filled is when we finally meet in person that's like how many months is that yeah it's when the feds finally found oh out where i live <laughs> <laughs> it did not take much it didn't take much yeah so how are you doing today, Abby? How was your drive over here, by the way? It was it was pretty good. I stayed up pretty late last night and then slept the first four hours. And then John was like, wake up. I'm going to fall asleep at the wheel. So <laughs> then I drove while he slept. And it was like a really, really easy. Yeah, I told John, I'm like, hey, you know, she might have not kept you awake while you were driving, but at least you didn't have to listen to her talk, you know, so... But now you guys get to, oh so Lord. I shouldn't say that like it's a bad thing. I don't know what's worse, me being in the same room as PJ or PJ being in the same room as my husband. Your husband's awesome. I, I'm, I, we're going to have so much fun. So is everything, is everything working sound-wise? Okay, I I'm sorry. I thought, so. something was, I thought something was cutting out there. I think we're good. So what are we talking about tonight, Abby? Uh, well, is the earth flat or is it? thick three c's that's my that's i i think i think the earth is a big booty latina guys oh my. just just to put my beliefs out there at the beginning of the episode i think that the earth is super thick super thick yeah so. i mean i do think that that is the the technical scientific yeah yeah it's latin it's the latin it's the latin <laughs> x yeah some people call it a globe earth some people call it sphere earth i like to call it thick earth thick earth yeah just to be in the original Latin, I, I, you know, put on my science hat for a minute. Oh my god! <laughs> if right. your science hat happened to have be made of tinfoil, it, it does actually happen to be made of tinfoil. <laughs> All right. So before we get talking about thick Earth or flat Earth, depending on you know what what you're into, I'm not going to judge. Oh my god! Uh, I want to say thank you. <laughs> Thank you to our locals community for putting up with us being I okay just just really quick I've slept two hours in two days so if if I was like I realized I was pressing buttons and you guys were like seeing other stuff on the screen that you weren't supposed to and I was like caught off guard and then we're just being goofy I have not slept so forgive me for that so I want to thank our locals community for putting up with us and supporting us the way they do uh, Eminem Lee BXB Inc Tweedledee and K Frazier 0426 uh, have came over and support us on locals in the last week. So big shout out to you guys. We really appreciate that. We will have some new content coming uh, to locals very soon. And uh, guys, don't forget to stick around for the end of the show. We're going to go over to rumble. We're going to talk to you. We're going to hear your theories and answer your questions about flat earth or thick earth or, or phallic earth, whatever earth we get into. <laughs> We're going to be talking about a lot of shapes I and did not sign up for this. <laughs> should not sign up. For this. We're going to be talking about all of that. So, uh, some good stuff uh, going on over there on Rumble. And then Locals is where you can go if you want to get special episodes that uh, are only for the people who want to come and support us for five bucks a month. Thank you so much. Also, I will say, some of you guys have followed us on Locals, and we super appreciate that. You get the full audio podcast over there. 
uh, that you would normally get if you if you want to just listen to it, but you want to get the rumble section as well. Uh, but the people that we shout at the beginning are the people who come over and, and uh, give us the uh, five bucks a month and help support this channel in the way they do. So uh, we're getting close to 50, which will allow us to upload more uh, bonus content for you guys. So I think we need like seven more people. So if you haven't come over Ooh. to locals, uh, try to try to do what that. is I'm dropping stuff. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just want to say hi to a couple people in the chat. Yeah. Um, hi, Rob from North Arrow. Hi, Cody. Hi, Dr. Bob. Hey, Keith DB. Uh, glad to see you're actually able to be here for a whole episode. Maybe I'm hoping. I'm used to seeing you pop in real quick and then catch it on the replay. So I am excited to see you and Josh. And if I miss somebody, I miss somebody. I there's more people, but I just wanted to say hi. Josh wants us to know that trans earth is what he's into trans so, earth. Yeah. yeah. Rob said Earthicus thickicus. And I think that that is correct. <laughs> well, that's the full Latin. I was I was using the Latin abbreviation. So thank you for correcting me on that, Rob. Oh, Daniel's here. Jess is here. <laughs> Alexandros is here. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you. We, you guys are the best. You guys are the best audience. So let's get into this and let's just start pissing off the Internet because there's no way possible to talk about Flat Earth without making people mad, without leaving out some <laughs> of your guys' favorite parts of the conspiracy theory or or the I shouldn't even call it a conspiracy theory. I mean, it kind of is, but it parts of it definitely are. But like parts of it are just like what people believe is, you know, uh, scientific fact. <laughs> this is so weird. Settled science. <laughs> it's settled. settled science. Uh, yeah. But uh, so anyway, I was just saying, like, obviously, we're going to piss people off. We're not going to be able to get to everything. We're going to talk about as much as we can. But I, I, I've spent more time deep diving. This is like one of the many times that I've decided to go down the flat earth rabbit hole and watch a ton of stuff. And the one thing that I've learned is there is no end to the things to talk about. And unless we made an entire channel just about Flat Earth versus Globe Earth. We're not going to cover everything, but feel free to let us know what you think we missed. And what's better is if you're here live. So tweet this out. Let people know. Come here live. And when we get to the Rumble section, you can put it all in chat. and We'll answer it live uh, tonight. So, um, yeah. So when did the belief in a Globe Earth begin? I think that's where I want to start with this, because growing up, I think we all had heard that it was Christopher Columbus. He was this brave dude. He's like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to sail off the end of the earth. I think the earth is round and everybody laughed at him and he's crazy. That's just not true. Uh, the modern era kind of came up with this as an insult from what I've found. I think it really started as an insult that Protestants used against Catholics because of things like Copernicus and, and, and stuff we like would that. Never, never, <laughs> never insult the Catholics. Um, yeah. So apparently it was like a, a way to, to make fun of Catholics. And then it started becoming uh, a, a kind of a believable historical fact just because it got written down so much. Uh, so sorry, Catholics. Um, yeah. And it just kind of became a way of like insulting them. You know, flat earther is anti-science, right? And that's still the kind of how it's used today. Um, but it started way long ago. Um, the belief in a globe earth. It actually started pretty much. It was accepted in the West as far back as the ancient Greeks uh, when they had started noticing that boats were disappearing over the horizon from the bottom up. And they noticed that uh, the stars changed as you walk north to south. And I don't know if you guys have ever spent time in different hemispheres, but if you're in the southern hemisphere, you're going to see different stars than you see in the northern hemisphere. So it was some of these beliefs that started making them question. And then there was a guy named Aristophanes, I think I said that right, who measured the difference in shadows cast by poles. And he was able to calculate the Earth's circumference 
uh, within about 10% of the actual size. And this was like 300 BC or maybe, maybe it was before I forgot to write down the date, but ancient Greek fake Plato news, had talked fake, about it. Fake. fake. <laughs> you are fake news. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, a long time before Christopher Columbus, I don't think he was around in 300 BC. Um, his mom was though. His mom was so was- old. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. So um, what did you what did what did you find about that? Because I know you want to talk about the historicity of of globe Earth a little bit and flat Earth and when kind of those came around. I think it's just interesting that at a certain point when a theory has been established for so long, people start to forget like they forget all of history. And I think it's it's actually reasonably fair to say, hey, if this thing was proved 100 years ago, maybe we should just reprove it real quick just to be sure there. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get into the proofs. That's kind of the funny thing about this to me is uh, at some point, there's no amount of proof that's going to work for certain people. Uh, yeah, we'll get into the experiments in a minute. But wh- what's interesting to me about all this stuff is that we're, we're constantly talked about with the NASA stuff is constantly talked about the and we're going to talk about NASA for sure. People's distrust of NASA is entirely granted. It's warranted. I, I have no problem with that at all. Uh, I, I have very massive distrust of the government agency that hired a bunch of Nazis, <laughs> Nazi war criminals <laughs> to run our space program. And then, you know, but it, it's funny because I feel like some of these people forget that it's not Christopher Columbus or NASA. It would have like the, the idea that the globe earth is a giant conspiracy goes so far back that you, and a lot of what this is, is that you have to keep denying so many things. And I feel like history is another one of those things that just gets completely thrown to the wayside. If it, if you don't like it, it never, it's that, that history isn't true. Um, if you don't like the science, it's not true. If you don't like any of this stuff, it's just not true. And sometimes there's not even a counter claim or a counter proof or a different mathematical equation, but that's, what's interesting to me. So in order to believe the conspiracy, uh, which I don't fully understand <laughs> the point of it, uh, you'd have to believe that it's been going on since like 800 BC. Cause mm-hmm. you could go back to Plato. You could go back further than that uh, and see that, that, that people have believed the earth to be a sphere for, you know, very, very, very long. This is the thing for flat earthers that not only do you have to prove that the earth is flat, not round for your conspiracy. You also have to answer what would motivate thousands to millions of people to hide this from you for this long at this expense. At this point, I feel like it almost has to be billions because there's certain like whole fields that are discredited, all geology, all physicists, uh, all pilots, it, it's it gets pretty large. And like the more you go into it, I actually was uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. The um, the documentary and of course, I just want to make this clear. We're not drawing all of our information from behind the curve, which is a documentary we did watch because I don't want people to think we're just taking all of our, our ideas and thoughts and information on this from one anti flat earth documentary. Mm. But in that uh, there was a convention where they were like, yeah, anybody who's gone to college is in on it. And I was like, uh, okay, okay, that's pretty high. That's a pretty, uh, pretty high bar to set. Um, or pretty low bar. I don't know. I mean, it's like everybody at that point, right? Abby's, Abby's been to college. Yeah, I've been so to college and I obviously distrust NASA so much. I love your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Only Abby would wear a NASA t-shirt. On, 
episode about flat earth. <laughs> so, so yeah, we talked about flat earth kind of, it was in the middle ages. This was accepted when Christopher Columbus sailed across. It wasn't whether or not the earth was round or whether he would make it. It was how far was the trip? You know, that was the big thing. And I think even he didn't realize how far it was going to be. So he was right and wrong. And he also ended up in the wrong place. So he's like, he kind of proved that you could do it, but you're not going to end up in India. Uh, so that was not the, the, the problem wasn't whether or not the earth was round. And then we kind of, so what are you spilling beer everywhere? <laughs> I opened a beer and it just kind of <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. Your carpet's fine. <laughs> My carpet's brown anyway. It's, <laughs> it's all good. Um, but I want to talk about the resurgence of flat earth because this is something that's kind of come and gone throughout the ages. You know, you hear about it starting with the Mesopotamian people, mm. uh, people I saw in chat saying turtles all the way down. You've had a lot of different beliefs over the years. Of flat earth, but this started to resurge in the last 120 years. Well, 150 yeah. years, really. Uh, and one of those people that came up in my notes was a guy named Wilbur Glenn Voliva. And I just thought this was funny because in 1906, he ran this religious sect uh, in Zion, Illinois, which basically ran the whole town. And he started forcing flat earth teaching in the schools in Zion. And to anyone who entered the, the city, there was a sign that was like, get the heck out of here if you don't believe in flat. I, I had yeah. it. I want to see if I can find this again, but I just I thought that was really funny. Zion uh, flatter. Let me see. I, I had the picture, but it got, got all messed up. Uh, so you can kind of see it there. No one except a low down scoundrel, a person lower than the dirtiest dog. Yes, lower down than a skunk would call the earth a globe in Zion City. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, guy no. had some strong beliefs. Yeah. I think. Which I think it's interesting that the whole argument is the powers that be are f- f- cramming this belief down your throat that the earth but is round. You better not enter Zion. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to politically cram down through the school system and everywhere that the earth is flat. Like, aren't you just doing exactly what you think is? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, don't vax <laughs> me. Call me out. It says, why is the carpet brown? PJ? <laughs> And Frank says the same reason Deadpool is red. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I like beer, guys. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm I'm very also very clumsy, so it makes sense. And now Abby's just adding to it. <sighs> it, it, it you know what? It smells like a brewery in here, and I'm I'm okay with it. It, it doesn't actually. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> As if I didn't get enough eight hours of my <laughs> the car with my husband. <laughs> uh, Everyone's so mean to me. <laughs> There was another guy that you hear a lot, and this guy is named Samuel Robotham, and he went by Parallax, so you know he's legit. (laughs) That's my favorite thing. He calls himself Parallax. Like, you ever see, you probably haven't seen Grandma's Boy, but it just like makes me think of, I can't remember what he, (laughs) like a guy like JD and and Grandma's Boy, people have seen it. Like, that's the kind of person I imagine would nickname themselves Parallax. Uh, and uh, Robotham's method, which he called zetetic astronomy, models the Earth as a flat disk centered at the North Pole and bordered along its perimeter by a wall of ice with the sun, moon, planets and stars moving only several thousand miles above the surface of the Earth. So what's interesting about uh, about the about that is I, I lost this in my notes, but basically he would say that the Earth was um 32 miles across, not millions of miles across, and that it was only a thousand miles up into the sky. And I think what I what I realized is that this number was came to not by any real measurements 
Uh, and this was also, again, this was also taught by Wilbur Volova. So I've seen some videos where people show like, look at these schools. They had flat earth. They used to teach flat earth. That means we've been lied to by NASA and it's only a modern thing. Some schools did teach flat earth like William yep. Volova's, but that's not uh, historically been normally taught. But they taught that the earth was 32 miles across and 100, uh, sorry, 100 miles, not a thousand miles above the earth. And this would explain the shadows that were measured by Aristophanes. So the only way you could get the same uh, shadow difference in different areas would actually, if you wanted a closer uh, sun model, is it would have to be 100 miles up and 32 miles across. So there was actually some math used in this as far as trying to like, but it's kind of like retro. It's like doing it's, math backwards. Yeah, it's um, what is it? it's backfilled. It you. This is the answer I want, and I'm going to plug in the numbers I need to get that answer. Right. So basically, you have you have a set of data that fits the round Earth as traditionally accepted, or a very 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 specific configuration of the flat Earth model that is specifically designed to fit the numbers. Right. <laughs> And normally in science, you you come up with the equation and then you see if the facts fit it. And that's how you kind of, you come up with your theory and then you try to disprove it. You don't try to prove it. You try to disprove it. You try to see if the facts fit. And if they don't, you rework instead of backfilling like this. Yeah. So that was that's kind of where that idea uh, came from. And and both uh, Will, Wilbur Glenn and his idea of the sun is, is stuck around in the, the modern flat earth theory, as well as Samuel Robotham's parallax, his whole thing. So a lot of what's weird about uh, Samuel Robotham, what I, which I want to get into, is that he had did this thing called the Bedford level experiment. And I want to try to sum it up. I was going to read an article. Maybe I'll just kind of skim it. Uh, Because it really depends on where you read about this from, because I know a lot of flat earthers use Samuel Robotham. They'll say he proved the earth is flat because there was a river, uh, the Bedford River, and he basically was able to shine a light over it and prove that that it was flat. Mm -hmm. And when you look into it, the judge in the original uh, trial was his friend and kind of cheated. And then the second time they did it, they actually raised it 13 feet above the water. And so that way there was no problems with like refraction or the water messing with the light. <clears throat> and it was about five feet lower on the board showing or f- five feet higher on the board. That they use showing that the earth was actually curving and that the, the light hitting it was hitting higher up. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is another uh, test that's been done again and again and again. It's like the one of the sticking points for me of why I can't believe uh, in flat earth is just like it's not it doesn't take a lot of money or time to do some of the experiments we'll be talking about later. Anyway, he ends up losing the second time around and basically threatens to kill the guy, threatens to sue him, doesn't want to pay up. So the the guy that's been touted by the flat earthers is proving the earth was flat in 1830s, cheated the first time, lost the second time, and then tried to claim like all of these weird things, ended up getting into court battles. So I just want to kind of put that out there about Samuel Rothbotham. It will depend on who you're reading about him from. And I was going to read this Gizmodo article, but I think they're almost it's like really condescending. So I'm just not going to read it. But that's the basic idea. Waffle over on Rumble said beer isn't flat. So true. Beer is not flat. Yeah, I like I like my beer like I like my earth thick. (laughs) Earthicus thickicus. Yeah, Earthicus thickicus. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things I want to talk about next, and again, there's so many things to talk about here, so we'll get into as many as we can. But one of the things that comes up uh, is gravity because gravity doesn't work on a flat earth. Um, It kind of 
because basically with gravity, it's always pushing towards the center. So I've seen some videos where people try to debunk flat earthers by saying, well, look, if it's if it's flat and you go towards the outside, actually, gravity is going to start pulling you at an angle towards the center. And they're still using all of the gravitational proofs and all that. But that doesn't really matter with flat earthers because they just don't believe in it. Uh, and then they they have a few different ways of explaining it away. And this is the other thing about flat earth that I, I always get into is like there's so many camps mm-hmm. and there's so many different beliefs. Like the one thing I keep running into is that you'll get to one very specific thing and that thing doesn't have to match with any of the other data. It doesn't have like we'll talk about seasons and days and nights and things like that. As long as you can make a convincing argument that this explains this one singular phenomena, it doesn't matter if it contradicts all the others, because when you're watching this stuff, and I think the most convincing, the most convincing flatter stuff comes from TikTok for this exact reason. I realized in all my research that the most convinced I found myself of any of these arguments were TikTok, where you could take a very short single argument and not have to put it up against other things. You could use one version of the flat earth model and one thing that it could possibly explain. And then when you start digging into it and you're realizing if that works, then this other thing doesn't work. Um, But anyway, with the, with the gravity thing, uh, I want to talk about this first. They have different ways of explaining. So there's lots of different camps, a lot of different beliefs. One of the beliefs is that the earth is moving upwards at 9.8 meters per second. So infinitely moving upwards. Okay. Right. So without me, like what does anything stick out to you with that explanation? It's another backfilled explanation. It's also not a good one because things don't fall at 9.8 meters per second. They fall at 9.8 meters per second squared. Yeah. There's there's acceleration. acceleration. Yeah. So unless the, that acceleration couldn't possibly match falling items because unless the earth is constantly accelerating and therefore it would be way faster than 9.8 meters per second. Yeah, you would have a cumulative effect. Right. Yeah. So it, it does not explain acceleration. So I just find that one completely ridiculous. Also, it's going to cut against a lot of other uh, very strong um, flat earth beliefs when we talk about, uh, especially when you get into the Bible verse stuff. Um, so that one, I don't know how, how many people actually believe that one. I actually think it's not one of the strongest beliefs, but it is brought up. Um, another way it's explained, no joke, dark matter. That's it. That's just, that's the whole explanation. And again, I'm not trying to like, I know there's people watching who are flat earthers and you're probably like, that's retarded. Nobody really believes that. I agree. Most people don't, but it has been brought up. People will literally make up dark matter or earth moving upwards at 9.8 meters per second. The other, the, the main belief that I've heard from most things is that is they say density and buoyancy. So they'll say, well, it's just like what you say. If something is uh, lighter than air, it's going to move upwards. If something's heavier, it's going to move downwards. Hmm. It completely negates force. So there's never an explanation of where the force comes from. Gravity works based on force. There has to be a downward force and it has to be a force that creates acceleration. Right. With with this, they're just saying, hey, you know, the other things we do all agree on about gravity, how if things are lighter than air, they go up. And if things are denser than air, they come down. But that's it. Yeah. I mean, you have to in order to believe flat earth, you have to pretty thoroughly reject gravity as we know it. So this is another feature, not a bug of, of this theory is that in order to accept flat earth, you have to also accept that a bunch of other fairly established science is not true. You have to basically undo. They they compound over time too. Yeah. You have to undo the fabric of known reality. 
Yeah. So then another one, another thing, because I, I heard a pretty good argument between um, some flat Earth scientists uh, talking about this. And again, they just kept saying density and buoyancy and they never would explain where the force came from, how the acceleration happens, any of that. And then when uh, it was brought up that we've proven gravity, it's not a theory. There's this thing called the Cavendish experiment. They and I've heard a few of them do this. They simultaneously acknowledge the Cavendish experiment and then say, but so what? And I'm not going to go into what that is. Feel free to Google it if you're if you're curious, if you're on the fence about any of this stuff or if you don't believe me. It's an experiment that has been done for well, well over 100 years. They do this in science classes all the time. They do this in college. A lot of physicists will do this experiment. It, it shows that over time, two objects of mass will be drawn into each other. And if you follow you know what what leads from gravity is gravity essentially explains a, a ball creating a ball yeah. and this is the other part of uh, and again i'm not trying to misrepresent people i see some people in chat who do believe in flat earth i'm not trying to misrepresent you and if i get anything wrong feel free to to tell me but i am 100% representing some of you and that's the whole problem with this is like there's not a lot of agreement so one of the things that is very much not in agreement about right now uh is the planets so with planets, some people actually believe that Earth is the only flat planet. I heard one guy explain, well, if you saw gray geese your whole life, you wouldn't just believe that there's no such thing as a white goose. He's saying like, yes, the other planets do exist. They are round. They do have orbiting moons. We can observe that from here. But that doesn't mean that Earth is. So which like that again, it's, it's cutting. It's, it's frustrating to me because that has to admit that gravity exists. Or am I wrong on this? Like, I'm really trying to wrap my head around that one. I, yeah, I think that that does not even try to provide an answer for the gravity question. And I don't think that, and, and, and I, as I've seen people like Mark Sargent, who, if you know anything about uh, flat earth, you've heard the name. Yeah. Uh, he has really popularized the dome theory. Um, and the dome theory has a few different ways to look at it. Some of it's a clear glass. So then again, the planets still exist. We're going to you know, talk about the firmament a little bit. Some of it's a projection. I think what Mark Sargent leans towards is that it's a projection. Mm. And that explains why the stars are in a certain position. That explains why things look the way they do. There's so many <laughs> issues I have. What, what's your thoughts on the, the dome theory? I, I think it's elegant. I, I like how, and I say that in a, maybe elegance, the wrong word. I can see why the concept of flat earth inside a dome with lights running, it, it kind of bleeds into simulation theory. It, it almost feels like right. just another type of simulation theory of kind of this instinct. And probably I'll talk about this later, but I think that the whole flat earth thing taps into this instinct that we all have that something is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, here's, here's the few issues I have because you hear, the dome theory in a few different ways. You hear it from an atheistic perspective that something created this. I've heard so many theories on this. And again, it's, that's why the flat earth, we're never going to get into all of it. We're going to misrepresent some people's beliefs probably because everybody's got so many. Um, and again, I think that's a feature, not a bug. I really do. Yeah. I think that the confusing nature of flat earth, the ability to go, here's an argument. Let's move on to the next one. Doesn't matter if they contradict each other. I, I, that's why I try to slow down a little bit on this, but mm. um some people believe it's literally Mark Sargent called it like the Truman show. We're on a sound stage that yeah. it's a projection, which makes me ask who built it. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause that would mean that the dome itself is bigger than the earth. 
It would have to be because it's, you know, the same size, but it's concave, right? Whereas the Earth is flat. So the dome is insanely huge. It'd have to be projected on, which means technology would have to mean aliens or something like that or some super being created this a long time ago. We're all just living in some kind of, like you said, simulation theory similar to that, right? Um, I don't know. The, the whole dome thing is weird to me. Um, God is Ed Harris. Yes, that's the answer, guys. <laughs> God is Ed Harris, and we're all Truman. That's kind of what Mark Sargent believes. Um, I don't even know where I want to go with this. It's just, that's just. It's not. So I think it's really easy to like mock flat earthers, and they become the butt of a lot of jokes. And I don't think anybody who believes in this is stupid. Yeah, I want to talk about that, too, because like I know some people are going to be watching this and I know we, we did some polls, I think, on Instagram, about 25 percent of you believe the earth was flat. Mm. And on YouTube, we did a poll and I think it was more like 30, 35 percent. Mm. Um, here's the one thing that I feel like some of these documentaries like Behind the Curve actually got right. And I want to give them credit for this is they said flat like flat earth people like I think that you have to distinguish between the kind of flat earth priests who I think are mostly full of shit and then normal people. I know so many good normal people, inquisitive people who don't believe this. And here's what I think here. Here's why I don't want to like just come out and like disparage those people because I think they're I think their hearts and their heads are in the right place to it to a degree where they're they're asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't blame people for having a lot of the distrust issues that we have today. I mean, look at look at the stuff yeah. that we've gone through just in the last few years. Like one of the things I've noticed in all of the really negative uh, anti flat earth stuff is they always use this as a way to talk about vaccines and they go, well, flat earth isn't dangerous, but these people are also anti you know, vaccine and therefore they're dangerous, terrible people. I've, I've mm-hmm. heard Abigail. Remember that episode we did about the conspiracy triangle? Yes. Abigail. I can't remember her name. She did this whole thing where she's like, well, actually, and we know this because of the conspiracy triangle. She's like, well, actually, if you really look down the rabbit hole, it's all Jew hatred. And I haven't, I haven't it's seen not. that. It's not. I, I don't think it is either. Uh, so like you have that kind of stuff. But what I was trying to say is like, Distrust of NASA at this point is acceptable. Fair. Distrust of Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse yep. Tyson, who are smug assholes. I'm sorry. They just are like when they say anything, it almost makes you just want to go whatever that guy believes. I don't believe it. And I think that's where a lot of this actually does come from. I think a lot of it comes from you're so sick of the people who lie to you about everything. We all are that it's hard to trust anything they say. And it's I, I feel like that ultimately that that kind of belief can be harmful to yourself because at some point not everything people even bad people say is a lie. Yeah. And you start having to like twist your own beliefs based on your opponents. Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to say here. One I alluded to at the beginning of sometimes I think we should reprove things every 100 years right. or so. And this is the same problem the church had that it was a mistake that the church made and now I think science is making it where people ask legitimate questions, questioning their faith or questioning established science. And then the answer is don't ask questions, you idiot. Right. And instead of just treating people like here, here's a reasonable answer. And I think it's sometimes it's just the same thing as when you know your password and then you've typed it so many times, your brain, mine does this, my brain knows my password by the feel of my fingers and then deletes the numbers from my memory. And I think this happens with history. Like we know something so 
deeply that we forget the reason why we know it. And then we can't actually answer when people raise legitimate questions and then we treat them badly. We've also watched in real time history be erased. Yes, that is a scary thing. And I've talked about this before, but um, I'll just give the example because this one will always stick with me for the rest of my life. I remember when the uh, shootings happened in Texas during the Black Lives Matter riots Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was early on like Obama was still president. This must have been 2014 to 2015. If anyone remembers, it was the uh, Dealey Plaza, right? Where where JFK was killed. Mm -hmm. And I watched all night the news coverage and they were like, hey, they're triangulating fire. There's a guy in this tower. There's a guy in this tower. And they drew maps. They had cops talking about how they were pinned down behind their cars because there was fire coming from three different directions. They talked about triangulated fire for about eight hours all night long. I worked nights and I was listening to the news coverage all night. I was watching it a lot of the time. Mm. By the next morning, it was one shooter. It was always only one shooter. And mm-hmm. all the footage I saw of other shooters was erased off the internet. So like people distrusting these people and distrusting even history to a certain degree is, is warranted. And I feel like this is, this is my issue with this is I have more of a problem with the people who are constantly lying to us than the people who are confused because they're constantly being lied to. Yes. And that brings me to the other thing I was saying is I think we're living in a moment in our culture where no one is sure what is real anymore. Everyone is trying to pick something to trust in and everybody is leaning into a religious type of trust because there's nothing to hold on to. Right. And so the flat earth, group and the it flat does earth, become yeah. religious and i think that's yeah, yeah one of the issues the flat earth society is is very religious it's it's very um, the leaders are a little bit cult leadery at least some of them i i felt like mark uh, is a decent person but some of them are a little weird i think mark is a, <laughs> well we'll get into mark in <laughs> a right, little bit fair enough uh but yeah uh, nelson express here so and you guys have had great comments yeah uh says true when settled science becomes a religion yeah and that's the thing is we're constantly hearing from one side about the religiosity of flat earthers which does happen which is part of some of these leaders that i have a problem with especially when they just outright lie to you yes. and we'll get into that but on the on the flip side is bill nye is religious mm-hmm. bill nye is very religious and neil degrasse tyson is very religious and the and science has become the unquestionable god of our modern atheistic age. I can understand people wanting to push back against that and becoming passionate about pushing back against that and maybe even lost and confused in that uh, distrust. So yeah. that's kind of what I wanted to say. You know, just I'm, I'm, I don't believe the earth is flat. You guys all know that we're talking about it, but I just want to put that out there because I don't just want to be another person that comes out and calls you a bunch of idiots. There are things that I think are idiotic. There's times where I feel like people are getting uh, confirmation bias. Yeah. And there's a lot of the leaders I have problems with, but I, I feel like, you know, that's something that would need to be said. Um, one of the things that comes up in flat earth talking about the conspiracy a little bit and not, and the distrust of people mm. is the UN's logo. So the UN's logo looks like a map of the flat earth and that gets brought up a lot. What is your thoughts on, on that? I didn't know what to make of that. I kind of got the idea that it was just, you know, when a group of people doesn't take themselves very seriously and just kind of takes a look, this, this looks good. I'll just take this logo. I don't think there's anything deeper than that in it other than there weren't many people. So what I want to say about that is it's interesting (laughs) to me because you're taking a 3d image and you're putting it 2d. There's only so many ways you can do that. The way they chose to do it was from a top down with, with an art or sorry with the North pole in the center. Right. So on one hand you can look at it and go, okay, they're literally trying to show the earth in a two dimensional space. Mm. But what I find funny about it is that is exactly what the flat earthers did. They took a picture of the globe from the top 
and then made it work even though it doesn't work. And this is it's one of the problems. <laughs> this is one of the problems I want to get into is with <clears throat> with the flat earth itself is you've got all of these issues that come up with the fact that they basically just spread it out where the southern hemisphere is so much bigger around mm. than the northern hemisphere. And this this causes problems with daylight, this causes problems with seasons, and this really causes problems when we get into one of their earlier proofs that they've now had to recant and change a lot on and that and that is and their new theories on it are pretty ridiculous. The, the southern hemisphere flights. Um, so I, I want to talk about day and night cycles, but since I brought that up, let's, let's talk about the southern hemisphere let's flights for a minute. So uh, if you're not familiar, if you've watched uh, some older, and this is what's funny, is the last time I did this, I had very different arguments, and I've realized in the last two, three years since I covered this last, a lot of those things have changed. A lot of the beliefs have changed. It, it's constantly uh, shifting and rotating. And that's a feature, not a bug. Exactly, exactly. So some of the the pictures of flat earth you'll see like you know there's obviously going to be a much bigger gap in between any flights here than they would on a globe earth model and what they would say is there are no flights in the southern hemisphere to other southern hemisphere you'll still see this on tiktok but it's not true it only takes about five minutes of googling to realize that there are flights whereas like let's say you're going from north america to europe that on a globe earth would be about the same as going from africa to south america and it, except on the flat earth model, it is about three times the distance. So a flight here from, from North America to somewhere in Europe, I, I, I didn't write down the examples because I just, I, it's whatever. You can look this up for yourself if you want, but uh, just logic wise, right? You're talking about like a, let's say it's 12 hours from where on a globe earth it would be the same mileage as somewhere down here would take you uh, again. It should take about 12 hours. And the problem is, is it does. It does take 12 hours in both instances, and it doesn't take 36 hours to go what is now three times the distance. Yep. And here's like, here's my problem with like when you're refuting science, I feel like you have to do some science of your own. Yes. And with flat earthers, I don't understand why they haven't. Well, I do understand. I think the leaders are full of shit a lot of times. They could literally take boats. They could they could be um, they could become cartographers themselves and measure it. If you want people to believe you. You got to put in some effort, I think, on on the mathematical side, on the provable uh, physics and all this side. And one of those things would be the distance between the points that would have to necessarily be about three times the, the distance that the globe Earth is telling you. And they haven't done that. And then the flights, which they used to say didn't exist. Now they can't refute that. And what their new hypothesis is, is that there are westerly winds going 200 miles an hour in that area and they're catching Gulf streams and taking hurricane level winds that just always exist. And then when they go back in the other direction uh, into a headwind, it's still, it's only an hour longer. So it kind of cuts again. It just doesn't make sense. The problem I think is that it's not falsifiable in that (sighs) every single time you provide a, a pretty conclusive proof against this theory, an incredibly unlikely explanation is created post hoc to fill the gap. That's not that's not good science. That's worse science than the scientists we don't like and distrust. That's worse science than they're doing on macroevolution, for example. Yeah. Um, some people are bringing up Antarctica. We will get to that. Uh, yeah. <sighs> we need to do a whole episode. on. We Antarctica. are going to do a whole episode on Antarctica because there are two more points I'm going to give to the flat earthers. Of, again, why I understand the conspiracy and why I understand people's yeah. distrust. One of those is absolutely Antarctica. Uh, well, we'll just talk about that for a second. You have the uh, Antarctica um, 
treat what I have it right here. The Antarctica. Yeah. The, yeah. The Antarctic treaty, basically in 1957 to 1958, uh, all of these countries, some oh, many with, which were at war with each other decided, Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're all just going to come to a big agreement that we're not going to use Antarctica to attack each other or to, to conquer this land. Which is really weird in the Cold War why like America and Russia would be like, hey, you know how we could like very strategically use Antarctica to screw each other over? We're just going to like shake hands and then all of these world, all these countries are just going to come into agreement that uh, Antarctica can, can only be used for peaceful purposes and we're all just going to use and share this area for scientific research. There's something weird about Antarctica. I don't think it's an ice shelf personally, but I 100% grant the fact that there is something going on in Antarctica and I want to do a full episode on that. So that's just me saying we we have this. We have been planning this episode and it is coming. But yeah, um, I just want to take a second. Waffle Slutter over on Rumble said, got to run, but advise PJ to check for bugs after Abby leaves. P.S. Great show. Uh, $20 Rumble rant. Thank you Whoa. so much. Um, for those of you who are on YouTube, we cannot get super chats on YouTube yet because we're not monetized. But if you want to leave a tip. I'm not asking you to, but if you want to that you can do that over on rumble. Yeah. Yeah. And we are getting close. So if you guys could please like and share this video with your friends because we are only a thousand hours away from getting monetized on YouTube. And at last month alone, I think we gained like 2000 hours. So if you guys just keep showing your support, we'll be there. Uh, and that just helps us out a lot. Um, so thank you guys for that. And uh, we're trying to hit a year end goal of 1500 subs on YouTube. I know I put that out a little bit. Uh, trying to get my simp army to mobilize. <laughs> I don't have anybody simp yet. Simp army mobilize. But, uh, you know, if you want to be part of my simp army, uh, there's already a meme made for it. There's just nobody in, in the simp okay, army. Let's just, let's just take a minute and just, acknowledge the fact that PJ does not have a simp army. All the I'm, simps I'm are mine. Yeah, I know, that's, that's true. Oh, mine. Just kidding, you guys. Um, real quick, Lit in the chat said, go fund me to send Abby and PJ to Antarctica. Yes, we're going to get a tent and then we're going to cut our way out of the inside of it because we're going to get run away with our <laughs> shoes off. Yes, that's what that's going to happen. If we go to Antarctica, we're going to get chased around by Yeti. And then I want to also say I really appreciate you guys in the chat, especially you flat earthers in the chat who are engaging and enjoying this, despite the fact that we don't agree with you. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, we really do appreciate you guys. Uh, John B says, I'll send for those handlebars. That's right. John B. <laughs> He's the Somebody only one. <laughs> knows it. Uh, the other, the other bone I'm going to throw to the, to the flat earthers here as well is I hear a lot of people. They get angry that the flat earthers will not accept NASA's photographs. I don't blame them. Yeah, they're not fair, real fair. Like they're not real. Like, like, can, like even the people who, who use them as proof admit like, yeah, they're partially photo generated. They're partially AI generated and they're partially paintings and they're not really real. So <laughs> like we believe the moon landing was real and we don't think the photos are. <laughs> I'm yeah, I mostly believe the moon landing is real, but I, there's times where I just go back. And okay, forth on we that believe one. it was faked and filmed by Stanley Kubrick, but because he's such a perfectionist, he forced it to be filmed on location. Yeah, on the moon. That is actually what we believe. Yeah, <laughs> that's the theory, you guys. <laughs> so I Buzz Aldrin never actually went. It was Stanley Kubrick. It was just Stanley and his whole film crew, and like, you know what's weird? Somebody sent me a, a video that I'd never seen before this week of Buzz Aldrin saying, "You never saw us on the moon. That was not real." I, There's, like Buzz Aldrin's <laughs> such a weird guy because he'll go back and forth. I think he's just. I think he genuinely can't remember. I think he's nuts. Yeah. 
And I like Buzz Aldrin, but I think he's nuts. Because sometimes he'll say there was aliens, and sometimes he'll be like, he got mad enough to punch someone for questioning. He went, and then he goes on to a late night show and is like, yeah, no, that was. It was. That footage was fake. And it's like, I think the one consistent thing about Buzz Aldrin, though, is he does. He's never said that they didn't go. Right. But he has said that they've seen aliens, and he has said that the footage was fake, which again, that part, like, I 100% would believe that. Um, I don't know. Buzz is a weird guy. Anyway, back to flatter. <laughs> so, back to our actual topic. <laughs> back to our actual topic. Buzz Aldrin's his own topic. That guy. Yeah, is we a, could that do a whole show. A character. Uh, some of the some of the stuff that's interesting about the the flat Earth map that gets to me is the day night cycles. So you've got the sun and the in every one that I've seen, you've got the sun and the moon on opposite ends always, uh, which is not observe. It's not how we observe the sky. Like you can see the moon in the day. Yeah. Sometimes the moon, it, it does. It, there's so much it doesn't explain. But the fact that the moon and the sun are on constantly on opposite sides, like you think they would change that, but they can't because there's not space inside of our dome, as they put it, for them to not be on the same height. Right. Yeah. If you pay attention to moon cycles at all, they're very different from like the moon is always in a different place in the sky it's going through its own cycle that's different from our day night cycle so i see ben foil hat say the sun is local and close and the moon rotates that is one belief but it's not all it's it's not what's put out there by by a lot of them so i I don't know we could we could talk about that later in more detail but i'm just saying a lot of the websites flat earth uh, society and stuff like that they're they're showing them being at opposite ends and there's some other issues that i want to get into about that as well um because somehow this is the one that really gets to me. Somehow we don't see the sun in direct line of sight. And this is what really, this is where it really, really falls apart for me on top of everything else, because the sun in these models, and you've probably seen the pictures. I'm, I didn't grab enough of them cause I've, it's been a day. <laughs> so I didn't grab as much uh, pictures as I normally do. Um, but you could probably see right here. Uh, the sun necessarily like you can just imagine this. The sun is above the earth, but no matter where you're at on earth, you would have direct line of sight to the sun. So whether or not they believe it's a spotlight shining light down mm. a spotlight in the gymnasium, it might not shine light on you, but you can see you it. can still see it. And yeah. they have a convenient way of explaining this away where they say that it's because of atmosphere. It's because of decay, which then you have to ask the question again about the stars are we seeing the stars projected on the dome, which would be further away than the sun Yeah, and they're much smaller. So how would those not decay and disappear? How, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of issues with that. And then what they say is they bring up this thing like the hallway theory. So what basically if you're standing in a really, really long hallway and you look towards the end of the hallway, at some point, the top and the bottom are going to converge in your sight. They're not converging in real life, but in your vision, those two things are now touching. It was a real thing. But that's not how we've observed the sun either. And this right. is not trusting in NASA. This is not trusting in, in fake science or whatever. This is observation with your own eyes that the sun does at least appear to dip down below the horizon and stay the same size. It doesn't appear to shrink. Right. It doesn't appear the top and the bottom get smaller. So that makes literally no sense to me. <laughs> but that is what they use. And then the other one they use is like, well, actually, just at some point, you can't see it anymore. And what's funny about that is the way they explain that away is with refraction, which they really hate the idea of refraction because it cuts against one of the other things that they don't like. And that is 
one of their strongest proofs. I actually think this is one of their strongest proofs and one of the I would I would go as far as to say this would be the one of the weakest defenses, not because it isn't true, because it sounds almost made up on the on the sphere earth side. I'm just I'm just it just does. Whether or not the science is real, it just like if someone said that it does almost sound like they're doing the same thing that a lot of flat earthers are doing, which is like, well, we've come up with this other idea. And that is like if you're in Seattle or Chicago is another one they use. You'd be standing in Michigan. You can see Chicago on a clear day. It should tip down below the horizon. And what is said about that is there's refraction. It's basically creating a mirage. So on some certain days, the a mirage of the city is being projected above the water. And the one thing that goes in favor of that is even on those days, the bottom is still always disappearing first, mm. which kind of leads towards the idea that it is curving away from you. And I just want to show you a video of one of those times where people use this as an example of how the earth is flat because you can see things further away than you should be able to, but yet we're still seeing them dip away again from the bottom up. So I'm just going to play this for you guys real quick. Let's take a closer look. So I'm sorry, I went a little too far in the video. Of a ship over the horizon, partly hidden by the curvature of the earth. However, flat earthers say it's due to the waves and visual distortion. Well, to them I say, ignore this ship and look carefully at what's around it. In several places on the horizon, you can see the rotating blades of wind turbines at the Galloper Wind Farm in the North Sea. These are around 29 nautical miles from the beach I'm standing on and are up to 180 metres tall. I went past them on a ferry in 2018 and took this photo. Let's take a closer look. So yeah, you can see the tops of the blades. Yeah. Essentially. And again, if refraction doesn't exist, I find it funny that it is a crucial part in them explaining the sun dipping over the horizon. The same mirage effect, refraction, things like that. So it's kind of like either that's a totally BS thing that that uh, the globe tards made up or or it's real and it's, you know, works in, in multiple ways. So it's just one of those arguments. I feel like the globe tards are allowed one unhinged sounding argument right. for the flat earthers. 50,000. I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But I will say, like, trying to be entirely honest. Yeah. If I was a flat earther and someone's like, well, you know, it's a mirage. It does. It sounds kind of made up, especially when it's it's a mirage, you idiot. Why would you believe the earth is flat? That's when it starts to be a little <laughs> sus. I swear I try to be fair. I try to be fair yeah. that I don't trust the NASA stuff and that it's fair to not trust the NASA stuff. I, th- I think it's fair to question Bill Gates and Bill, Bill Nye and all these jackass who have lied to you forever. All the guys named Bill. Come all on, the guys. guys. That, yeah. If your name Bill, come on. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Just go by William. It sounds more believable. <laughs> Bill. Bill. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Bill. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me see. <laughs> There's just so much to get to. We're never going to get to it all. Um, and we do want to go over to, to rumble in a little bit and just talk with you guys. So I want to get to a few other things. There's there's probably three or four more things I want to hit on before we uh, end this section and go to rumble. Um, some other proofs for it. I just want to get into a few proofs. Oh, I'll, I'll do one more real quick. And I said seasons. The other thing that is frustrating I've heard people point out is this idea of seasons. And as you can see, let me just see if I can. I don't know if this plays or it's just a picture. I think it's just a picture. Uh, You can see that in order to explain seasons, you'd have to have different rings in which the sun moves in. There's some obvious problems with this, including the fact that the sun would literally have to speed up. Not to mention, like, the idea of the sun is very just like magnet science. Yeah. Like, 
that's that's what gets me. I would actually be more believing of a flat Earth where the glow, like we were actually, if they just full on said like aliens captured and put us into a terrarium and everything's fake and the sun is literally a spotlight instead of well the sun's a real burning ball of gas that's being floated around by magnets that goes into three different rings of circles which actually cuts against all their arguments about light and light doesn't really work that way and seasons don't really work that way because you know like the further you go out also again you'd have some literally have to speed up to keep the days the same yeah length whereas again like you can say you don't believe in the globe earth model but it's at least consistent that all of the things work together simultaneously seasons day and night cycles you know all of those things they at mm. least they at least work together on the same model and that's kind of the issue that i'm seeing with this is that the models contradict the other models right it's it's tough because if you're going to question something as as massive as sphere earth you need to come up with a a alternative theory that's as cohesive as the one that we have. And it's really difficult. It's a lot harder than just questioning nine 11. And I props to you for asking the questions and for being willing to poke the holes. But at the end of the day, you have to at least admit that the theories are falling short right now. That's the thing. Like uh, I would at least uh, here's the thing. I would be willing to grant any of this stuff. If there was more, if there was more and better proof, and right now there's just not. And if there was some consistent models, like I'm not saying you couldn't convince me. I don't think you could, but I think that at least if you had some sign, like I will at least, even though that one thing we said in the beginning was a backwards way of reasoning, at least that model explained the shadows, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So at least there you're saying, okay, well, if it's this size, then the shadows would be the same. So I will give them. I've heard some people say you can go out and measure the shadows. I feel like, again, that's not going to work for flat earthers because I've already explained that one. Right. Uh, so there's certain arguments where it's like whether you think they got there dishonestly or not or by backwards logic, they have an explanation for it. And their explanation in that regard at least works within their model. So right. you got to give them that. And I feel like, you know, honestly, where, where you know, you can. Um some of the other things that that gets that stick out to me is I've heard people say like railroads, airplanes, things like that. I think it's just the airplane thing is just a it works again. Like you have to also give globe earthers credit where it works within their science and their model, right. whether you believe it or not. And they're always saying is planes would constantly have to nose down. That's not really how gravity and yeah. flight works. Just like that's not how water would work on, a, on it would actually. So basically think about like a ball with another ball and it's tethered by a string and it's going around. It's going to stay at that same height. Like I also feel like a lot of this just comes to spatial reasoning. Yeah. Like this is one that I was thinking about and I'm sorry. I got a few things I want to get to, but I want to hear your thought on this. We hear about the horizon Mm -hmm. and that you can't see it. And I feel like part of that comes down to two basic things is the, the, the thought that the earth is much smaller than it is. Mm. There's another one where they use a certain um, equation that doesn't work. They use the eight meters squared, which doesn't actually work because that's not how spheres work. That's not like, and that's not just a globe earth conspiracy. That's just literally not how spheres work. That's not how the math works. So they try to say like over this amount of distance, it would drop way further than it would. And then if you look into the real, um, math for for spheres and circles and use cosines and stuff like that it's actually different than what they've pointed out that's actually one of robotham's uh problems and why he was uh disproven in a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. um but i was also thinking of it this way like if you're on a globe wouldn't everything curve away from you equally in all directions if you're standing on the ground 
I, I feel like so. what they're trying to say is like, because I was thinking about this. If you saw a curvature in front of you, you'd be on a cylinder. You wouldn't be on a globe because it wouldn't be able to curve like multiple times in all directions. Like it's literally falling away from you equally in all directions. Right. I think so. That's why I don't understand being able to see the curve from the from the ground. Yeah, you you wouldn't. You have to go up far enough to see it. Right. And that's the other thing that cuts against their like light thing is like they've shown many times like if you climb a tall building, you're going to see further. You're going to see that ship further out than the person on the ground does. Right. And they say, well, you can't see the ship because not because the earth is curving away because the air molecules distort your vision over time. Mm. But yet when you climb up higher, that goes away. Hmm. (coughs) Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff like keep poking the holes, keep poking the holes, but right. Keep asking the questions. I'm just like pointing out where I think it doesn't make sense. Somebody left a comment that I love and I don't even know why I love it. David Armstrong said, what if the earth is round, but we live on its flattened discarded peel? (laughs) I just, it's poetic and I like it. I like it because it's how it's how it feels right now, isn't it? Yeah. Also, Elroy Jenquist points out it's not a perfect sphere. That is also uh, true. And that doesn't equate for some areas like you've got some really flat areas that are unnaturally flat like a like a plateau because the earth is not a perfect right. sphere and um, you guys and they use some of those to try to prove that yeah anyway go ahead if the earth was flat the cats would have pushed everything off by now checkmate checkmate uh i want to talk about architecture really quick because this is another one that gets brought up and then i want to bring up three tests and we'll go over to, to, to rumble to ask your questions so uh people say again like with architecture like a railroad eventually would just go off into the sky because it wouldn't grad like it's i think people un- misunderstand how gradual the curve is um <laughs> yeah. But actually, there's architecture that proves this wrong. Uh, there is the Ver- the Veranzo Narrows Bridge, which connects Staten Island and Brooklyn, and it was designed with the Earth's, Earth's curvature in mind. So if you go to this bridge, it's got two separate towers that are separated by 1,300 meters, perfectly vertical. You can use a, a, a level to show that they're perfectly vertical, yet there is a 41 millimeter further apart at the top than they are at the bottom because it was actually calculated in for a flat earth that's still it's extremely small but they would not be perfectly Hmm. vertical and tilted away from each other on a flat earth model so that is one of the pieces of architecture that that people point out um there was another experiment that happened a few do you remember the the documentary that part where they sent the balloon up yeah and then they just like didn't show the footage yeah so this has happened a few times where like hey let's send a weather balloon up and then they see things they don't like well eventually a video came out and I've seen people try to use this to prove that the earth is flat, but there's there's a few issues with it. And I just want to show this really quick. So this is one of them. It was it, it was a GoPro that went up and then it fell back down to earth and they found it like two years later. Right. I don't even know if these guys were trying to prove the earth was flat or anything. This is a different one because I've noticed that whenever the flat earth guys do this, they never release the footage. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little awkward. That was one of the interesting parts. So you get to the top. I mean, it looks pretty curvy and then it does something weird. There's something look right there. They use this to show because the, the camera's like got some kind of hmm. fisheye lens effect going on and you're watching in the, the, the warp. So I would say yeah. this isn't actually good proof either way. Right. But what's funny to me is they'll clip out just the parts where it looks flat and they'll clip oh. out the parts where it looks round, but they'll leave in the parts where it goes concave all of a sudden. <laughs> like, do you guys see this? Like, this is not good proof if it goes convex there it's convex yeah and then it goes concave but if you pause the frame at the right second it looks flat this is not good proof is my point see there it goes flat again 
and then it goes con, con something's <laughs> weird with the the it's a furniture. there's a there's a problem with the lens it's some type of lens that when it moves it's doing something weird oh, again, i'm weird. not even going to use this as proof that the earth is a globe I, i'm just saying it's not good proof that it's flat either <laughs> it's, no it's, it's just not proof of anything <laughs> it's just not good proof of anything uh but yeah you can watch it just see it goes con. anyway so that was that was one of the interesting ones my favorite by far though is um is this guy named bob nodal who's a very famous uh flat earth guy and he has an experiment that he spends twenty thousand dollars on fun in order to prove that the earth is uh is 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 flat and i i think i'm just gonna play this for you i think it's like two first time i ever heard of oh no that's the trailer where did it where did it go oh shoot i don't have it pulled up let me find this for you guys really quick he basically spends twenty thousand dollars on a laser gyroscope and he doesn't get the results that he likes and it's pretty it's pretty hilarious so ben uh, Ben foil hats asking us to check out the chinese spacewalk pictures I don't trust NASA. Why would I trust the Chinese NASA? Yeah, right. <laughs> like again, th- we're like I, obviously she's. Wearing, I see the shirt, but we're we, we're. I'm not going to show for NASA. So if you're going to tell me like there's bad photos from space, I've already granted that. I don't. I, I mean, we've the people's best. The people who really push like why don't the flat earthers trust the NASA photos? They'll still in the same sentence say yeah, some of it's computer generated. Yeah. Why do you think they don't trust it? I'm just, you know, anyway, so this is this is something I want to show you guys. This is from that uh, documentary behind the curve, so but I thought we carried out an experiment to test the rotation to the Earth. If the Earth is spinning at one rotation every 24 hours, that means that every hour it has to turn 15 degrees. And if the gyroscope is mounted anywhere on Earth, it's going to drift. In today's 21st century navigation systems, they're using what's called a ring laser gyroscope. It is extremely precise. If we could simply get one of these ring laser gyroscopes, we would be able to prove once and for all that there is no rotation to the Earth. One of the people in the community actually purchased one for $20,000. So that's a good investment for an experiment. Nice. (laughs) And he really believes in this. I mean, there's a lot in this documentary about him, you know, like this, this should prove that the Earth is flat. But what we found is, is when we turned on that gyroscope, we found that we were picking up a drift. What was the drift, you think? A 15 degree per hour drift. Uh oh. <laughs> obviously, we were taken aback by that. Wow. That's kind of a, a problem. Oh my gosh, it's exactly what we were told it would be. <laughs> it, I, like, it's interesting how he calls it a problem. Instead of just saying, because the way you need to set up experiments, if you're, if, and to be fair, the scientific community doesn't do this anymore. That's the way science is supposed to be done, but both sides aren't doing this correctly. Right. But you're supposed to say, look, if I'm right, I will see this. If I'm wrong, I will see this and just go into it instead of saying, I saw the thing I would see if I was wrong. And now I'm going to explain it away. See, this is, this is my huge issue is when I've listened, I've listened to so many. I've listened to so many flat earth podcasts. They constantly, and I agree with them. I'm granting them this. They say that they don't trust scientists and I don't either. Here, here's, here's one thing that we found in the last, a few years ago, there's a study put out and they said 70% or more of peer reviewed studies are unrepeatable. Yeah. Like that's not good. 
We are, I'm in full agreement that science has become very political, has become very much. We want this answer. We're going to get this answer. This is what the flat earthers are claiming about NASA for, I think, good, fair. I think yeah. it's fair. And they're claiming this about, you know, people like Bill Nye who will go out there and say there's like 76 genders and, you know, whatever other bullshit that's just politically convenient at the time. But then when they get the answer they don't like, which is what they're saying, they're saying they're saying that the scientific community is no longer using the scientific method. They have a result they want to get and they're going to get that result or else. Right. And then when he gets the result he doesn't want, he doesn't change his hypothesis based on that. He is not using the scientific method. Again, if you're going to claim the other side is not doing their job and using the scientific method and you actually believe the scientific method is good, you have to hold that standard. And it's not happening here. I want to watch a little bit more of this clip and then we'll, we'll yeah, move do on. It. <laughs> right? We obviously were not willing to accept that. And so we started looking for ways to disprove that it was actually registering the motion of the earth and that it in fact was registering the motion. <laughs> no, we're trying to disprove what we found. Obviously what we saying? can't accept this. Yeah. We can't accept our own scientific studies. Yeah. Sky. So the next thing that we set out to do was to encase the fiber optic gyro in what's called a zero Gauss chamber to see if we could actually shield the energies being generated by the heaven. Sorry. <laughs> How did this one go? No, but like what the energies be like, it's like he had to make up an energy, a force that's not measurable. Hmm in order to try to prove his theory. And then he puts it in a zero Gauss chamber, whatever the hell that is. Does it work? And we were unsuccessful with that, unfortunately. So you tampered with your experiment to try to force it to give the results you wanted. And it still didn't work. Based on an immeasurable force he believes in. Because he has to, because it is a religion. It's it's a religion at this point. For this guy, it is. Yeah. For this guy, it 100% is. The thing that we're going to try is encasing the entire apparatus in bismuth. If anything works well, I'd like to release it at the conference. If there's not, yeah. So uh, let's see what happens when he goes to the conference. <laughs> see if that bismuth did uh, did anything. At a conference in Raleigh, we want to have proof there's no curvature, and if we can do that, it's game over. But the rotation is not looking good at this point. <laughs> we don't want to blow this, you know. Right, right. We've like, got twenty thousand dollars in this yeah. freaking gyro, but yeah, if we if we dumped what As we we found right now, yeah. we would be. It'd be bad. <laughs> it would be bad. So what I just told you is confidential. <laughs> I think this is part of the problem is that a lot of these, the leaders got famous to the point of making a living off of this before they started doing these experiments. So by the time they started doing the experiments, they needed them for their livelihood to come out a certain way. And that's not a good place to be in. And this is why I don't want to throw out all of the, if you're a flat earther, I don't think that you can really throw out all of this documentary behind the curve. Some people have, but here's, here's the thing. What you said is, is entirely true. And it's especially true of Mark Sargent. And that's what I was, that's what I was waiting on. Is like Mark Sargent is a 50 some year old man who still lives at home with his mom, who admittedly was never, no one cared about him. Yeah, he had no community. He had nothing to belong to. And it gets to a point in the documentary where he's like, you can see in his eyes. He doesn't believe this anymore. There's mm-hmm. a certain point. I, I truly this is what I truly believe. You can see that he's just like, especially after this Bob Nodal experiment, he's like. And he says something along the lines of, well, at this point now, I can't leave. 
at this point now I'm famous. People love me. Like you can see how much he basks in the fact that people care what he has to say. And he even goes on to say like, you know, even if I stop believing in this, I can't really walk away. Now people look up to me. I'm famous. People care. And the reason I say this documentary actually matters because guess who still pushes this documentary? Mark Sargent. So if Mark Sargent didn't want to look like someone who lived in his mom's basement and just really wanted people to give a shit about him. Yeah, he probably would want to distance himself from the documentary that does a very good job of showing that he would be a nobody without this and he needs this to feel important. I think the documentary was honestly really fair and really compassionate. Like when I watched it, I was like, oh, I I get it. I actually agree. There was a scientist in the documentary who said these people are not stupid people. They're not. They're not. They have they have legitimate questions. They might be going about a different way, but they're inquisitive and we actually it's good. We need more people to ask questions, to test their hypotheses, to not take everything on faith. That's why I I think some of these people are really it's it's the leaders that gets me when you when you when you're Bob Nodal out there and you're like, yeah, I just disproved everything I believe in, but don't tell people because I'm going to find a way to continue to push this. So my YouTube channel grows. That is gross to me. It's it's the cult leaders that really bother me. It's not the inquisitive people. I think there's a lot of intelligent, inquisitive people in this movement. And I think the scientists at the end of that documentary was hundred percent right. He's like, there, we should not be bashing people who are inquisitive. There's so many people just take for faith, everything they've ever heard from quote unquote science. And it's a religion to them the same way that flat earth is a religion to to some of these people. Yeah. And I, I said this earlier, but I think that you have a group of people and it, even in, in behind the curve, a lot of them expressed, I never felt like I fit anywhere. I felt like I had an instinct about things being wrong that nobody else understood before I met this group of people. And I think that there's honestly something to that. Like the instinct that there is a lie, a big lie about the world is true. It, it's, it's a misapplication of it. I think it's a misdiagnosis, but noticing that symptom that things feel wrong is, is absolutely correct. And looking for a community of people who feel the same way, who are willing to talk about it is completely understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And there's one other thing that I've seen some stuff in chat in that I want to get into. And that is uh, something that we've both heard. A lot of people tell us is that the Bible pushes a flatter theory. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that, but we're going to talk about it over in rumble and we're going to take your guys' questions um, so make sure to head over there. I'm going to drop that link in the chat for you guys really quick. Again, we really appreciate if you guys, you know, we appreciate you guys on YouTube, on Odyssey, everywhere that you follow us. It really does help. Um, Rumble and Locals is kind of the thing that we bank on more than the rest, just for the fact that we all know how censorship works on, on YouTube and these other platforms. And, uh, so we appreciate that. So please uh, head over to Rumble, join us there. And we're going to be talking about, uh, what the Bible actually says about flat earth. We're going to take your questions uh, and we're just going to have a good time. Yeah. All right. We will see you guys over there. See ya.